Welcome to the Diesel Coding Podcast, where we bring you the best tips, tricks, and thought-provoking ideas to help you elevate your development skills and advance your career. I'm your host, Adam Alessandro. Before we get started today, I'd just like to take a minute to thank everyone who's already subscribed to the podcast for your continued support. If you haven't subscribed, please consider liking and following the podcast and rating it so we can help get the word out. If you haven't listened to the prior episodes, I recommend that you go back and do so. You don't necessarily need to listen to them in order, but it's helpful to understand the topics that we've already covered as later episodes will build on these earlier concepts. Episode 4, Time Boxing. Today on the Diesel Coding Podcast, we're going to be talking about an underutilized concept called time boxing. Time boxing is a way to limit the amount of time you spend on a particular task or set of tasks. If you listen to Episode 1, you'll remember that we talked about the daily branch, and how this will help make your coding solutions more efficient. During that episode, I alluded to the concept of time boxing as a way to force smaller chunks than just a day. If you haven't listened to episode one, I recommend you go back and listen, but you don't need to do so before this episode. Listening after is fine too. Time boxing can often be confused with another concept called time blocking. The difference is that time blocking methodology is a good way to allocate time to various tasks to make sure that you are giving attention to all of them. The key difference is that time blocking deals with reserving time for specific tasks versus time boxing deals with limiting time for certain tasks. So first, let's talk briefly about time blocking so that we can make sure to differentiate between time blocking and time boxing. Time blocking can be particularly helpful when you are dealing with a lot of different tasks, especially ones that involve context switching. Without time blocking, you might naturally be inclined to keep working on one task instead of stopping to address something else. For example, If you're working on a blog, a website, and doing home repairs, it can be helpful to set aside fixed amounts of time for each of those tasks to make sure that you are allocating appropriate time to each one. Without reserving a period of time for the home repairs, you might just postpone it for another day. Likewise, if you're spending time on the blog, it could run over and leave no time for the website. Time blocking is an effective way to make sure a variety of tasks and goals get attention but make sure you plan it effectively and in a way that will lead to it being successful for you. And now, time for our main topic, time boxing. The key to time boxing is limiting yourself on how much time you will commit to a certain task or activity. For the most part, this should be a permanent line in the ground that you do not cross. It is acceptable to define criteria for adding more time, but this should be done before you start and not used as a justification for spending more and more time on something. The idea here is to define a success criteria 
and an amount of time in order to achieve it, and then hold yourself to those. For example, you could be working on implementing a new technology instead of using an older but a more known way of doing it. In doing so, if you encountered headwinds, you might say that you'll time box yourself one day to get it working, and if you can't, you'll revert back to the tried and true method, even if it is an older way of doing things. Timeboxing is particularly helpful when you are faced with this type of decision, the unknown of method A versus the known but less elegant method B. However, timeboxing can also be useful in ensuring you're not wasting time on a task that doesn't deserve that much attention. We always have to weigh the value of our attention to things like bugs versus the cost of the bug and possible alternative fixes. A bug causing catastrophic system issues is obviously worth a lot of time and resources, but one that can be circumvented by a 30-second, once-a-month task might not. I remember one time we had an issue with marking certain records inactive based on a lot of interdependent and conflicting criteria. We tried for a long time to figure out the elegant, automated solution, but there was always some gotcha. Eventually we said, if we can't do it by the end of the day, we're going to go to plan B. Plan B was to give the users a toggle button to mark the record active or inactive themselves. We were only dealing with a handful of records for each user, so it wasn't a large burden or anything. As the icing on the cake and with the time that we would now have, we decided to create an automated job that would run once a day and look for all of the positive criteria in order to mark a record as inactive, but we would do so with a two-week lag. This would ensure that by that time, all the interdependencies had essentially worked their way out. In real time, it was very difficult to determine the active or inactive status of a record, but after two weeks, it was essentially 100% accurate. Timeboxing was a key factor in arriving at plan B. We would have continued to spend time and resources trying to achieve a goal that probably wasn't realistic. In this case, the downside was very limited. At worst case scenario, a user could mark the record as inactive themselves or wait two weeks for it to be automatically marked as inactive. That might not be the case in all scenarios, but for this one, the time that it would have taken to come up with a highly accurate, completely automated solution just wasn't worth the cost of the bug in the first place. Timeboxing can be an efficient tool outside of development as well. Think about in your non-development work or your personal life. How many times have you kept at something because you think the answer is just around the corner? Sometimes it's better to just throw in the towel and move to your plan B than to just keep after plan A. The critical part is ensuring that you've decided the appropriate criteria and the appropriate amount of time to devote to that criteria up front. Otherwise, you can fall into the same trap where you just continue to add more and more time to your plan A solution. Also, Sometimes the added pressure of a deadline can actually help push you towards the solution faster. With an unlimited amount of time, you might be less focused, more spread out on possible ideas. But after imposing a deadline, it can shift your mentality towards getting a working solution and forcing you to abandon things that weren't working and get towards that solution faster. And lastly, when discussing the items you're working on during a stand-up or with your manager or supervisor, 
Expressing a knowledge of time boxing can be a good way to show that you are able to impose self-discipline and deadlines. It can give them comfort that you won't be wasting time towards an unattainable goal. It even gives them a good opportunity to discuss it with you if they disagree with the importance of an issue or with the amount of time you are allocating. And that creates good feedback for you as well, so you're not operating in the dark without understanding your manager's priorities and expectations. Let's recap. For time blocking, make sure you're giving adequate allocations of time towards different priorities so that you can cover more ground and make progress across a range of tasks. But don't confuse this with time boxing. For time boxing, make sure you create clear if, then, and else criteria for your time box, and a clear allotment of time to resolve this. When time is up, that's your else criteria, and you have to stick to it. Don't throw all your work away if you go over by a minute, but the better you stick to the defined time span, the better your result will be. Don't justify more and more time just because you're getting closer. Stick to your original plan. Use time boxing to ensure that you are being efficient and keep your manager or supervisor in the loop on how you are allocating that time. Look for any feedback they have and incorporate that into your plan. And that's it. Episode 4, Time Boxing. Thanks for tuning in to the Diesel Coding Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Alessandro. If you found the content here relevant and helpful, please like and follow or subscribe. If you have any feedback or have a question, topic, or idea that you'd like to discuss please email me at hello at dieselcoding.com. You can subscribe to the Diesel Coding Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or all major platforms. If there's any place that you typically get your podcast that you don't see us, please send us an email and let us know. And thanks again for tuning in. Diesel Coding Podcast was created and is produced by me, Adam Alessandro. Our theme song is called Detective Beginning Adventures by Konovalov Music.